Hello folks, welcome along once again to the Left Wing Back Club Champ Pod titled Pull Hard for the Hurling Championship. This is episode two, we kicked things off last week. Uh, we didn't go live with the show last night, but uh, we have, what would you call it, the third coverage here going out today, less than 24 hours later. So still uh, plenty of time to get your fix in before next weekend and still uh, plenty of time to reflect on the weekend just gone. We are in association with uh, the following, Cork and Precast Tanks, DB Recovery, Craig Carney Web Design, Balloons and sweet treats. Danny Bolton, hit him up. Based in Tleshen. Uh, he's coming on board with us as well for the championship. Uh, first uh, episode with us this series. Uh, Brendan Kavanagh, furniture, kitchens, furniture, any sort of timber work at all you want done, bespoke, that man will sort it out for you. And Breege Nolan, physiotherapy. Thanks again, Breege also. And all our sponsors for uh, for coming on board with us for the club championship. A couple of inquiries as well, actually, about the club football championship already, which is, which is great. But by all means, get in touch. They are competitive rates we uh, don't look for a huge amount we try to make it affordable for all our sponsors and just try pay a few bills as well ourselves in uh, in the meantime because we do feel we provide a good service and we enjoy doing it as well of course which is the most important thing so let's bring in the uh, comrades joe nolan stevie bamberick how are we doing folks good kevin you kevin, it, now. it was um it was great to be back on on the terrace on, on saturday i have to say for a club championship game and while i love going to county games and every sort of a game the club stuff is just nice. I don't know. You see uh, see the same face kind of year in, year out in the same spots and all. But the difference is it's nearly a year from the last time you saw some of them. So I think that makes it kind of pretty cool. And uh, there's uh, the usual banter and rigmarole on the terraces. Lads giving out. Lads, uh, lads happy. And uh, and that's just Stevie and Joe. <laughs> but it is great to be back, isn't it, Joe, in fairness? Yeah, it's great. Cheers, Kev. She can't beat it. Like, it's brilliant. Um, she are waiting all year for it. As I say, all the shadow boxing is over. And like you said, it's great to go in there, Dr. Cullen or Netwatch Cullen, and you're going in and you're looking, you know, you, I, I, you'd know nearly exactly where to find a lad in there now at this stage. You wouldn't have to be worried about ringing him. You'd nearly walk to where he's standing. It's brilliant. As in, you know, sure, that's, that's, what, that's, what we, that's what we long for all year. So, yeah, great. Great to be back at. Yeah. So, uh, let's start with the Senior Hurling Championship then uh, on Friday night. Um we we won't spare this. Like that was a surprise enough win for Ballinkillen, I think, considering the personnel that were down against Navon. Eleven points to seven. Doesn't sound like a classic by any matter of means. What was it like? You probably described it in a nutshell, Kev. Yeah, it wasn't a classic. Jesus. Um backs very much on top, Kev. I suppose for a couple of things there. I suppose starting off, both teams like were you know, you're you're on about teams changing and inter-county panels changing. I think both teams I'd say were down seven or eight, not down, maybe changed the personnel from last year. We call it that way. Between lads maybe being regraded, lads missing, lads injured, holidays, um, whatever you name it. Um, so you kind of had two very different teams that faced off uh, this year than faced off last year. Um, so a big, big, big difference there. Uh, very cagey affair, yeah, very cagey affair. Obviously, the scoreline will tell you that. Um, I think both, um, you know, both 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 sets of backs were very, were on top. Um, um, you know, it was a nice few frees on both sides out of, out of scores. Um, I suppose you wouldn't be expecting, um, you wouldn't be expecting like a senior inter a senior club match to be won, you know, by scoring 11 points. Um, and you know, I think if you were, if you were, if you put the foot in the other shoes, say, or to put the foot, the shoe on the other foot, to see, uh, and and you were a maestral and you said, well, Ballon Killer only going to hit you for 11 points. Um, you know, you'd surely say, well, look, that that should be a game we should be winning. Um, in terms of the game itself, it was kind of nip and tuck. Um, I think we we hit kind of a 
I suppose a, a couple of little purple patches where we we put a few scores. When I say we Ballinkillen, obviously put my Ballinkillen hat on for this. We had a few uh, purple patches there where we um, where we clocked over a couple of scores. Uh, David English was on the freeze, uh, hit them very well. But it was a very cagey affair. Um, I suppose Michael in the first half looked threatening. Uh, there a lot of ball um, as well in in the first half against us. Um, Dwayne Cavanaugh was looking, you know, quite good at centre forward. He was giving uh, David in the half forward line or the half back line, Ballin Killen, a lot to do. Um, but they didn't, I suppose, get the reward that their their pressure, uh, you know, their pressure deserved, maybe. Um, so, you know, like I said, it was kind of tit for tat that way. Second half, we opened up a little bit more. Uh, Jack Tracy, I suppose, in the second half um, was was very good. He picked off a couple of very good scores uh, from play. He got, he got two good points and one or three or two as well. And, you know, he kind of opened the legs. There was a lot of ball going to our, our full forward line maybe in the first half. Um, but maybe, you know, in fairness to Michael Baxter, we're dealing very well with it. Um, like, what else do you say? I suppose, like, I, I, as I was saying to a lot of people, for, you know, it was a good win. And, and from putting my ball and killing hat on, we've often hurled better and lost games. So it was great to win that game. And... I suppose it was great to win a game when the game was there to be won. And I know that sounds stupid, but, you know, had we maybe like Michael definitely, uh, there's definitely way more in them. They've hurled, it was probably one of the poorest displays I've seen them hurl in a long, long time in terms of just their everything, maybe, you know, that just nothing seemed to work for them, especially, like I said, maybe, you know, from, from the back line up. But um, I suppose there were games like that before where Ballon Killen have left it behind them. Um, so, you know, you, you can talk about bits, different style, things to improve in the game, personnel to come back, but ultimately it came down to getting two two points. And I think that could be, a, like, I suppose going into the game, we were kind of, and I, and I was alluding to it before the before the, in the last week's preview, that we were kind of looking at it from the point of view of a performance and see what happens because we were missing so many lads. And I suppose some lads coming back with very little hurling done. So for us, it was a significant win, even mentally, in other words, like that we were able to edge out a game like that, that was there to be won. And, um, you know, it, it was quite significant for us that way. You know, it puts us like, look, let's be honest with you. It gives us it gives us a great footing going off uh, into, you know, chasing for a semi-final spot. Um, mm-hmm. And it obviously puts Michael then on the back foot, then going back, you know, facing uh, a St. Mullins, rejuvenated St. Mullins team maybe next weekend. So kind of, it definitely changes the dynamic going forward for both both clubs. Mm-hmm. Before we move on to Stevie, <clears throat> I think um, you went the whole championship last year to win the game, and you're to win round one. Like so, mm. that's a that's a big change already. Stevie, I'll bring you in here. So, um, I suppose uh, while while this is going to sound maybe a bit harsh, it probably isn't a great surprise in many many ways that you were bet, uh, and the margin of defeat. We know it. There's a possibility of it happening because there's going to be big learnings with this side. Like it's a, it's a big jump. We mentioned it last week, uh, but I believe for the majority of the first half, anyway, it was rather competitive. And then maybe the ten minutes either side of half time was probably where it got away. Anyways, was it? Yeah, I, I looked. Look, there was parts of the first half looked like maybe getting away. It was gone to six one or eight two or whatever it was. And um, just looking at the clock to see, like we've got ten minutes gone or a quarter and all gone. Where are we? And I looked at the clock, it was 28 minutes and one second gone, it was 11 points to seven. And we went in one, 13 to seven. John, John Dyle got a penalty. He was tied the ball a good bit and probably should have been stopped out the field a bit further, definitely. And it was, was probably, it was 50 50 being over carrying him, being fouled. And Saul gave the penalty and the penalty, he buried the penalty. So 
I'd say either side of half time, and I see this in a lot of games, whether it's Clover County, the couple of scores either side of half time, and like all game okay, don't would have made a difference in the wind up of the, the result of the game. But them scores either between the 25th and the 35th minute, it could be going from two or three points down, going in five or six down, a couple after half time, you're right down the road again. But I'd say they scored about two six, whether we're play either side of half time. Um, look, we knew going in with under no illusion, as I said in the Previous last week, you know, we're down lads, we have to get home with it. We're down lads the whole year, we're still down lads. We might want to throw back the next day, we might not. We don't know that till Friday comes. Um, we're working on what we have and we have to just get on with it. Um, so it was positive, since it was nine lads made their senior debut. I think there's two lads played their first match in over a year of hurling of any description. Um, you get some lads carry knocks in that had to be played and had to be taken off as well. So look, we just had to suck it up and get home with it and just. One thing I did notice from a personal point of view, I wouldn't have stood on the line for a senior championship match for over. I said, whenever last time I was injured playing senior, we'll be on the line. And this, the standard, and all Sam Munger talking about, the standard is just skyrocketed between. The like, hurdles completely changed in 20 years. That's, like, that's, that's an understatement. It's changed probably three or four different times. But um, fitness levels, um, Sam Munger's, you know, they, they don't play football. They're playing football at the moment. With the championship best, previous times of seven months, maybe you might you might be able to be in some bit with fitness if you had the hurling the the hurling you know the, the laws of the hurlers. But if you have uh, whether it's uh, Fenna uh, backing up Alan Killen or Michael backing up themselves to playing football and hurling, you know they might be doing that bit more physical training, but just the condition of the seven months boys is no way. The real Leinster final two or three years ago, and uh, look, the Conor Keogh was. Very hard to handle, and, and look, that was you see him in the county games there. He just blossomed. I, I thought it was madness, put him into the forwards in the last couple of games with Christy and Tom. The boys were, were spot on because he's after giving a new lease of life. And he his confidence levels now he he scored one three from play maybe the other night. You know, they were rather a serious team. Like, and look, we were under no illusions going in, but we learned a lot. And you know, we just have to learn. And hopefully, next Friday night, we'll have, we'll have to play better again to get bangs on any sort of a game. And I mean, that. Bangstone, you know, they'll be coming out or rehorting after the Monessa Rangers game. You know, they won't be. They, some people have said, actually, them two games, someone's Monessa Rangers were going to be in them anyway. Look, people believe that, that's fair enough. But, um, yeah, so look, we, we have to build on what we, we learned. And like the, our performance last week was good enough for, I think it was 28, 30 minutes. I'll have to get up to 40, 45, 50 the next week, and that's, that's a big ask as well. But um, as I said, we're, we're, we know what's what's ahead of us now, and uh, it's, it's, it's not going to get any easier. But look, the boys are up for the challenge, hopefully, anyway. So. Mm-hmm. I will preview that one a little bit later. Um, the Bynestown and Rangers game, then. So that's the game we're referring to, obviously, being on the, the terrace on. On Saturday, when, when I met G2 Wokos and, and how good it was to be back and stuff, right? Uh, I suppose I know. You have a few notes made on them as well, but the thing that struck me was the the lack of actual sharpness from Bagnasson's point of view. So be it a touch, be it a strike, be it um, handling, all the basic fundamentals, and it was fairly evident early on. I suppose, unfortunately, maybe Styler is a prime example of uh, there was a free that went wayward, and there was a couple of shots at goal. He, he just wasn't striking it clean, uh, but he wasn't alone in it. For the most part, a lot of their players looked a little bit off, uh, both in terms of as I said, the, the, the basic skills there. Just just general sharpness, I think. 
Um, and they had a number of chances early on, lads, didn't they? In fairness, that they didn't take, as did Rangers, I suppose, on the other side. But I think after what was the score after seven minutes, it was really low scoring. Was it yeah. a couple of two points to one or something like that? Or yeah, it... um, Bankson scored the 16 minute. Um, uh, what do you call it? What the penalty after seven minutes? Uh, Darren Bourne, Darren Bourne, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really low, but back in the had a couple of chances, like the first three or four chances of the game fell to him. We mentioned Styler's free. You know, or say, would say if you take the first fifteen minutes of the game, like they had significant chances. They had a goal chance as well. Um, remember early on, a pass went astray. I think it was um, can't remember who fed in the ball. Um, in uh, Jesus, who won the wing forward is running. Richie, you sent the ball into Richie, the media one stage. That anyway. was it. Yeah, and um, just just came behind him, and they're also you know, fouled for a free that they were going in on goal on as well. Do you remember? Because we were complimenting yeah. Johnny Murphy for being consistent because he didn't give yeah. <laughs> he didn't give a card to I don't know who fouled for Rangers that time, but he didn't give a card down the far end either when Rangers got the penalty. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Fair, yeah, he was, no, but but they had Bagnson had chances. Definitely had chances and were well in the mm-hmm. game. I think obviously, you know, again, you know, they they needed, I suppose, they needed those early scores. I know it's a kind of an old cliche, but they really needed those early scores to settle themselves and kind of get a foot in the hole in the game. I think once Rangers got their their head around what was happening, I, I think there was only going to be one winner. And and I suppose, you know, from I suppose from that 15 minute on or 16 minute on, um, they opened up a significant gap. Sure, I think at one stage was a two was a two sixteen or two. I can't remember, Steve. You may have written down there. There was to four points, you know what I mean? So, bang, you know, yeah, Bagnestown was back to the two goals. They got the two goals in a, in a minute near the end. Uh, yeah. and the thing about it was, Styler ended up in the world of space along with someone else in Bagnestown for the first goal. Like, did yeah, and the second goal, Paddy McDonald was a great finish. And, and um, he played better as the game with Donnie. I, I think, uh, I think that just like I suppose, like we said, the game kind of went, went away. I don't think Rangers would be overly happy with how they hurled they did the job as say, uh, you know, you've often seen him sharper again. You know, but um, I, I think you're. I think from a Rangers point of view, one of the things that well, I think we all noticed on the on the on the terrace anyway when we were talking there was maybe uh, you know, maybe giving up those goal chances that Rangers give up a couple of goal chances uh, to maybe a Bagnestown team not at their full pep, and maybe we were you know we were talking there about how, how Dermot Byrne seemed to be maybe further out the field. He wasn't. He wasn't maybe uh, uh, given the role to man that D as much as maybe as other years, uh, you know, kind of doubling up in front of David Field. And the, the, certainly the first goal that Bagnestown got was was criminal. Like, you know, there was literally two lads. There was two lads inside, I think, in right, Stevie, for the first goal. Yeah. With, with, you know, 30 yards away from goal, two lads left inside on their own, completely unmarked. Um, so from a Rangers point of view, you'd imagine that they wouldn't be happy with the goals that they conceded. Um, yeah, I think you're right there. Uh, what you said, Stevie, as well. Um, a couple of younger lads there from Bagnestown, uh, I thought made, made good debuts. Like Paddy McDonald, a fine footballer, we would have saw him with the county under 20s. He's massive pace. I think he ended up with a goal and a pint. And he looked, he, he, you know, he looked, uh, he looked like when he was on the ball, he was going to cause trouble. And I suppose it was, it was interesting to see how Rangers set up as well in the first, in that first half. Like Fiat Fitzpatrick, who's had, um, uh, a fine year, you know, for with the county, probably out around the middle generally. He was detailed in to mark um um Andrew Kane inside at corner back, you know. So they were obviously Rangers were obviously very wary of that inside line and the pace that they had and the threat that they had. But um yeah, I thought I thought also as well, just when we're talking about personnel, I thought young wall in, in the corner back position. Um, you know, I know he had a couple of moments there where, you know, where maybe he he, you know, he needed to keep the cool, but I thought, in fairness, he 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 was very solid there for them for a young lad mm-hmm. starting off. Um, I was very impressed with him. He's the, he's the makings of a good hurler. 
Um, you know, and, and that's good to see from a Bagnus point of view that they're blooding a few more lads as well. The one thing I liked about him was the bit of resilience he showed because yeah. uh, there, there was, I think, a ball got away and him out in front of us on the terrace in the second half. And now his own supporters were letting him know about it, right? <laughs> and he chased the whole way back and got a hook on Kieran Kavanagh that was a certain goal. Yeah. And it was a serious hook. like. Yeah. So I like that about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That uh, he wasn't focusing on the error that was made previously. He was focusing on the next play already and yeah. stopped a big score at you know what I mean yeah, so that, that comes that comes with your your um in your DNA I call it that you don't dwell on the last ball it's the next ball no you made a mistake yeah. you made a freaking gamble like the ball is still in place and, and that one he cut Kieran Cavan just barely got the hurl in it because Kieran Cavan's focused on the level in front of him and say, Tie the ball here now. And uh, she's a half player rebound, Stevie. That's why, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, we make a full nail breed, man. Um, yeah, uh, look, but that's just the thing that your, your default setting is you make a mistake, you just can get on with it, and, and you have to get back to the next one. You can't be there. If he goes, the whistle is going over for sailing, somebody slipped the second focus. It, it, it's, mm. it's always the next ball, it's cliches again, like, but just at senior level, and you're playing this one, this range you're playing. You make mm. a mistake of whatever you make. It's going to be punished. Mm. But in the way it wasn't, he because he got back and got his, he, he got the little thick and nick in, and and uh, you know, so that's that's the thing that's done to him the next day, and, as well, you know. And uh, on the other on the other side, just when we mentioned there about you know he, he, a couple of young lads for Bagnestown, you've Eddie Byrne there leading by example for Mullinster Rangers. Remember we were counting on, on his work rate back. You know he was back nearly in the full back line under a wall yeah. ball, and kind of a Rangers team that you know had, had blooded a few more lads, or you know there's kind of a couple of. There's a couple of changes there uh, happening this year. And, you know, it was interesting to see, well, not interesting to see, she, it's just one thing in fairness that he will always give you his work rate, but he didn't shirk up or, you know, he didn't he didn't say, you know, geez, not my job to go back there. He was back there. And it was interesting to see as well from uh, Rangers' point of view, John Nolan coming from deep. He was kind of more, mm. you know, more out in that midfield, out that that middle third, even dropping back a little bit and kind of striking. You know, he he came from deep a couple of times uh, with good runs. Um you know, so it was kind of it was intriguing kind of game from that point of view. But I think after that first fifteen minutes, there was only going to be one winner. But uh, I think both teams will have a both teams will be asking little bits of questions. Um, I do think, in fairness to Bagnestown, um, you know, I, I know we seem to be harping on about this, but um, you know, they have significant missing players for them. You know, you Darren Olin, you know, you Alfie Beanie. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, Jake Dial, Jesus, yeah. You, you, you'd imagine Jamie Tark maybe with a bit more hurling done, you know, would be a starter. He was excellent, uh, you know, in club championship for a number of years. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm missing a couple more lads, but for them, you know, for them to be winning games and getting back up to speed where they were to start the last year, they'll, they'll need all those lads coming back and, and coming mm. back in good order, you know. Couple of other things on that. Uh, just uh, Evan Keeley, uh, Donna Murphy, and Ty Dorn, I think. Yeah. Senior debuts for, for Andrew. So we'll give them yep. a shout out as well. We're going, to be, we're going to be hearing a lot about them. Um, yeah, good man. And yeah, just good man. One, one final point on Biden's on. I think when they get sharp and they have the personnel back, I think what they're doing and the nucleus they have, they have what I believe is a panel of players good enough to challenge when they get sharp. And yeah. I like what they did the other day with the three lands inside, Richie Whelan. Styler and Andrew Kane because that's that's goals, goals, goals all day long. Um, you could put a Jamie in there and put a Styler out the centre. I was saying the other day, I think he's as much of a goal threat Styler is from centre forward as he is from full anyway, just with his hard direct running. Uh, either by going in and taking the shot himself or just opening up and drawing a man, I think 
he still has that bit of um, pep in his step, like, even yeah. though he's getting on a bit. But then you marry that with the likes of Paddy McDonnell, who, look, he is a serious, serious workhorse. He's a great engine. He's obviously able to take a goal as well. But I, I think in terms of natural hurling, I think he, I don't think he's as much natural hurling as maybe some of the rest of the lads. But he's savage work rate. Danny Doyle is the same. Um, they've, they've lads like that. They're, they've a nice little blend there going, like, you know what I mean? That can deliver a ball in. I like their plan. And I think whoever comes up against them this year, they're going to need to quote the supply. Because if that supply goes in frequently, there's going to be scores, like, you know. Yeah. So I suppose the other end, then, they're going to have to they're going to have to sort that out. When you get Alfie back and maybe a Beanie back there, and a Darren Nolan, like that, that'll sort things out. I suppose, not not to be endorsing cynicism, but I think Andrew Casey averaged yellow card last year, so he's after keeping up his average this year. He's he's a loyal a loyal follower of the program. I wonder does he is he getting them now just for a shout out? But we give you the shout, you, Andrew. You don't have to get sent off for getting yellow cards like that's that's grand. Um, so that that kind of concludes the wrap up of seniors. So what we're going to do is we're going to actually preview next weekend's seniors and then come back intermediate and junior and then preview them. We're going to get through a bit of camogie and ladies football as well. And uh, a couple of things to mention, actually. We'll go to the shout-outs part because we did put up a post there just to make us aware of uh, anything you wanted us, wanted us to talk about. So, Mick Lillis is in touch and he said, eight of the underage football and hurling, Carlo Colts won the Kennedy Cup soccer ball in UL Limerick. So, well done to them. Uh, there was another comment as well came in, which we will get to a little bit later, uh, from Colm O'Boran on Twitter. Can you find out how many teams are actually left in the Junior Hurling Championship at this stage? Two walkovers received in Rangers' first two games. So when we're going on to the junior, we will, we'll talk about that as well. So uh, this weekend's Senior Championship game. So, Stevie, uh, yourselves in Bangladesh on Friday night, uh, 7.30 in Netflix, Golden Park, yeah? Yeah. Um, you know, if you look, the tools would be going in after playing probably on paper, the, the, the two strongest teams in it, and uh, two of us suffer defeats, so it'll be a chance. Look, we, as I said, we we know what's ahead of us now, so we'll have to improve again. And Bangladesh, they'll be looking to say, you know, we were in the game, we've seen what how well they played. They were, you know, they were decent the first 10 minutes, so we put down up on the scoreboard and just doing a little bit, trying to put that right and whether they find lads back. And should we in the same boat as well? We were looking to see, will we have any lads back as well? And like, I, I, I can't speak any more than what Bangladesh will be back or we'll have back or whether we'll have any of them back, but um. Yeah, like it's, it's it's Friday night again. So um, yeah, it's in Doctor Cullen. So it's it's a you know it's going to be you know if it, you're talking about in Kilman that their first game last week won no game last year. So um, Bangladesh will be looking to start the year, I suppose, to to get to a semi final anyway, at least from the from the start. And uh, so they'll be trying to get back on the horse. Um, We'll be looking, looking, you're looking to get there, trying to pick up things. They will play the same style again the next day, but the three boys staying in and kind of leaving the gap in, in half hour, they pushing out and will they get better ball in? Jack McCulley had a lot of ball now, and they had some ball enough now when he was on the ball the other day into the forward lane. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting now as well because we haven't played back to senior in, in, in a while either. So, and uh, there's always a local rivalry there, you know, you know, the lads in that position as well as you know you're on that. So it's going to be. You know, we'll, we'll, it'll be two games we'll have played then and we'll definitely know where we stand after Friday night. And uh, mm. well, as well, they'll be looking at getting the the two points that, you know, they'll be hoping at the start of the year, the year marking now, every team coming up. And, and I don't think anyone is, you know, to be I'm looking at intermediate there as well. There's a lot of lads that have come up from intermediate, even with the with the other teams as well. So there's a lot of lads going off of Michel and um, 
know, Lester Andrews, you said there's three of them gone. He might have lost six, so there's, you know, there's a, that stepping, you're one class senior hurling, you're up playing senior hurling now, and, and banging some of the same Devin Comedy team now as well. And probably, they'll probably take a couple off that and it's over as well. So, Friday night, it'll tell a lot more. You'll have two games, you, you can't judge in one game, I'd say, but definitely after two games, you're going to be able to call some bit of, um, Pattern of play where all lads are playing after two games. So hopefully all lads will have learned and sort of I guess we'll be hoping that their lads will have learned the hard way as well. Like mistakes they made last week because they're punished and we were punished as well. We made a couple of mistakes for goals and they were, they were buried and, and that's the way it's going to be. And uh at that level we definitely won't Mr. Rams and Sam Mullen. So look it'll be an interesting an interesting battle, local derby, and see how it goes. Well, we have you front and centre. We'll move on to Sunday. Uh, double header network to Cullen Park. First up at 6 o'clock, St. Mullins and Michael, And then at 7.30, Ballinkillen and Rangers. So I'll get you to call those two there, Stevie. We didn't put you on the spot now. We've been involved with Navery for, for Friday's game. So Yeah, so St. Mullins and Michael sure. Navon um, have to get a reaction from last week. And uh, St. Mullins and Navon games down the years to just the form up makes no difference in the world of God they'll, they'll be coming over the they'll be coming out to prove a point that last week's was a, a one-off um still you'll be looking at Sam Mullins to look look decent again us I'd give Sam Mullins the nod but I wouldn't be one bit surprised that they won't turn them over um you know Charlie Carter and Robbie Foley and boys will be fucking burying it in from this week like that you know lose this game and they're in trouble you know they're they're you'll be two games down now with only five games to win, you need at least two two wins to get into the semi final. So I go to Mons in the form from last week, but we serious kicking my shit, sir. And the other one, the other one, Alan Killen and Rangers. Yeah, sure. Look, we're back. Some lads that think that, that the teams are playing on us for Rangers, they'll, 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 they're guaranteed the two points. Um, Alan Killen going in, got a win last week, so that's. Takes a little bit of pressure off, and we have a little bit of a, a bit more freedom. I don't know whether they have any lads back that they were missing. Uh, look, it's still fancy Rangers probably to turn them over. Um, we'll be interested to see because with the the low scoring game the other day, eleven seven. If Alan Kinnear going to be against the Rangers, it doesn't need to be sure. But I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game when the Rangers generally in them games. So it's if it's a low scoring game, Alan Kinnear have a chance, but still have to fancy one against the Rangers. It's a uh, Mm-hmm. Right, before I move on to Joe, I'm just going to give the three predictions uh, before I get Joe's. Um, don't like to have to do this, but I think Binance are going to win Friday night. Um, I think St. Mullins will win on Sunday, and I think Rangers will win on Sunday. Joe, step up. Yeah, uh, first off, Bagnestown and Avery. I, um, well, I suppose I saw Bagnestown, I haven't seen Avery. The first game, obviously, was the same time as Rowan. Um, <laughs> Probably have to give uh, Bagnestown a, a little nod as well here. I, I think that goal threat that they have inside, I think if they get their, their, their ball into them forward line, they will. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think Darren Nolan might be back. I think he was suspended for the game uh, at the weekend. I think carrying on from the last year, if I'm right in thinking. And uh, um, so if he's back, it might mean Jack McCullough might be pushed further up the field. I think that might give him a, a further drive going forward. Centre back at the weekend, and uh, I think if they get that drive around the middle, that he might have the ability to deliver in more ball into the inside forward line. I think that might be a decisive factor. So, just a hesitant nod for uh, for what you call it for Bagginson Gales on on the first one. Um, Michael Navon, well, look, uh, let's be honest with you, and Navon or Michael Navon, uh, uh, I suppose, look, 
Meister went 22 minutes without scoring against us uh, in the second half. And, you know, that that has to change if they're to be anyway competitive in this game. Uh, I suppose it's not all all a forwards issue, you know what I mean? In terms of it's very that w- it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be that'd be the easy thing to do and blame your forwards, but it, w- it wasn't to do with that. Um, I think I suppose that they need to look at one thing there, that, and and uh, Stevie alluded to it there was the kick in Michel. Um, you know you have two fi- said two fiery, passionate men on the line in terms of Robbie and and Charlie Carter, um, who really wear their heart in their sleeve when they're hurling themselves. And I think they need to bring some of that old, we call it that old Michel, that bit of fire back to their game. Um, I suppose even when the game was kind of going away from the other night, that it was very, you know, we were allowed hurl and kind of allowed get away with things. And I think they need maybe just to bring a little bit of fire back into their play. Um, I think, I suppose, again, you know, I, I, you'd have to go with, with Nate Mullen here. You have to go with Seth Mullins here. Um, you know, I think the, the good win give him a bit of confidence going forward. Um, I do have probably that better balance in terms of scoring uh, threat, um, and I think they might just, you know, I think might still dig dig in and stick with them for a while. But I think um, I think they'll, I think Sam Mullins will probably pull away in the end, and uh, I'd have to fancy them to to win that one. Um, I suppose you won't ask me to call the last one, but I will preview it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, that's fair. Ballinkillen and Sam Mullins, well, or Ballinkillen and, and Mullins Rangers. Um, well, I suppose. Look, I, I'm going to go with the same thing in terms of uh, I did last week performance. Uh, we got a great tune out of the lads last week. Um, it was evident our new kind of game plan, or not our new game plan, but we we worked on things last year. We played Michael last year in the game, and we lost 18 puckouts in the first half against them. And this year we're targeting things like that. Our own puckout strategies, you know, it's great. Well, that's great. It's better. You know, we're, we're working on the opposition stuff. Uh, we're more tuned into stuff like that. I think we'll be better set up to face uh, Mullinster Rangers this year. Uh, personnel will come into it for us. Um, we'll have a few lads back, I hope, all going well. Again, I hope. Um, and I think if we have them, and we will we'll need them to to give them, you know, to to give them because they are, you know, they are, I suppose, champions for a reason. Um, but um, I suppose again, we we'll, we'll I'll focus on the performance from a Ballon Killing point of view. We had a couple of lads making debuts as well at the weekend. I'd like to give them a mention. They were excellent. Uh, Eric English at wing back. Kevin Kavanagh got probably the point of the game for me against uh, Michael won the points of the weekend. Um, he was outstanding. Sean Cummins uh, inside was, you know, did his job. And I suppose the, the oldest debut of them all was 30-year-old. I think he's over 30, Larkin Kinsla. And he really epitomised what, what we were about last weekend. You know, a lad who would stand in and he'd fight for everything and I think if we bring that passion, that bit of battle that we had last weekend and we put a performance with it, we give them a game. And as I say, we let the result take care of itself after that, you know. But mm-hmm. so there you go. That's the, the senior stuff, lads. I'm going to rock uh, through the uh, intermediate and junior results. So uh, they've won 2-11, Carrolltown 11 points. Uh, St. Mullins won 11, Mullins Rangers 13 points. Uh, junior Hurling Championship. St. Mullins beating Burn Rangers 15 12. Joe, you predicted that one. Fair play. Uh, yeah, the only one I got right. <laughs> and then game's not going ahead. Nave Reed and Pal and Rangers and Nave Owen. Um, I'm going to just give the fixtures for this weekend first before we maybe talk about that in a general sense, lads. Um, I'm going to scroll back up here now again. Uh, intermediate games uh, on Saturday. Joe, you're playing Michael at half six down in Ballinkillen, according to the website. Uh, Carlettown are at home to St. Wallens at the same time, and Rangers are at home to Bidenstown. Uh, I just want to make sure I haven't missed the fixture there. I 
would have missed the fixture if we didn't go back to Friday. <laughs> uh, a couple of junior games on on Friday. Uh, Pal are supposed to be home to Rangers. We don't know if that'll go ahead now, though, with the way Pal have been kind of come they go there with this junior championship. Uh, and Michel are at home to uh, Bourne Rangers at 7.30. Moving down to Sunday then. Is there a game on Sunday or have I called them all out? There is a junior game on Sunday. Jesus, how can I forget Stevie? Uh, St. Mullins at home to Nairbreed at 12 o'clock on Sunday. Okay. So I don't know where to start or where where do you want to pick up on on this whole thing? Maybe maybe the walkovers and the junior is probably the standoutish thing. Um, anyone know what the story is, Stevie? You've you're, you're reared to the ground because uh, maybe you have you been the beneficiary of of one of those there. Uh, yes, well, I know Paul was struggling. I was talking on the way Saturday. Um, got a bare fifteen against Bourne Rangers. That's all I can tell you. Um. They were struggling Saturday. No, look, we still talk. We got a phone call. Dinner time Sunday was off. Uh, that's as much I can tell you. I can tell you no more. No. I think I think mm. the the moisture situation. Um, I was talking to someone there now, and I think they're because they they stripped up. If you get me, you know, from their intermediates last year's intermediates up senior, and then has a knock on effect. Then you know, and, and their intermediates then had to use their juniors then on. <clears throat> to play Carlow Town, I think that puts their their third team in in jeopardy. Um, you know, so it, it, that's I think where Michael's Michael's problem is stemming from. You know, from the knock on effect of, of of having to bring lads up. Um, um comes back to your appointment at the forum. Yeah, I say, I just took the words on my mouth. You know. Yeah. That you have the for anyone that didn't listen last week, just to have a nominated seventeen or twenty players, whoever it is, and then anyone else can play at both grades. Uh, yeah. I think that's the fairest system. I look, yeah. everyone will take advantage of a system, right? Let's be honest. But that's that's still going to that has more, um, I suppose, positives than it does has drawbacks because you want walkovers. Yeah, well, that's it. You're trying to keep lads hurling, like you might have exactly. Once hundred percent, Joe's. You want to keep lads hurling. Um, go back to the Senate again. It's between the two white lines. You're going to learn, or we all want to play hurling, or. Yeah, we, we did when we were able to play, and okay, Kevin, you said it as well. Lads will, you know, tweak you off to their advantage, and we have to do it, then, and it can be looked at as well. But, um, you know, you want to get as many lads in your village or fucking parish or club, wherever the fuck it is, out in the field and playing the games in another in the middle of all, the first week of August. We have no hurry for the rest of the year, so you know, it's just there's if a team is short, a few. There's going to be ten or twelve guys missing or not getting to play because because of that, and you know it's just yeah. the fact there's no junior league, like there's a junior football league. Like, should there be a junior hurling league as well as a junior football league? Well, I suppose there is. There is I suppose some like the shield, 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 yeah, yeah maybe. But, like, you know, you can say that, but yeah, it's hard to know. I suppose it's it's a grade where. You know, I suppose we're all maybe guilty of it sometimes, you know, in our clubs maybe, you know, the, the second and third teams, um, you know, they, they kind of it's it's maybe not the focus. Um, but yeah, I think I think we have to look at it maybe with numbers. I suppose this year maybe we're particularly hit as well. A lot of clubs caught with lads, you know, after the COVID years, a lot of lads are are leaving as we've seen, you know, a lot of lads are going just for J ones, young lads and Three years uh, worth of them, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And, and and has a knock on effect, you know, has a knock on effect in our club. But I keep going back to the I always say we should be using our numbers to our advantage rather than the disadvantage, you know. I mean, 
you know, a system like that where where we name where we have panels and so on, named panels and lads can float between. I mean, look, you, all you want is hurling. Do you know what I mean? And rather than being, you know, rather than having twenty five or you know sixteen subs on a fucking intermediate team or whatever, if it gives you the ability to to, to feel the third team and every lad gets hurling rather than sitting on a bench, that's what we ultimately want. And you want to keep lads. I think the big the big knock on effect as well is like is you, you don't want to lose lads out of the club. Like it's not Stevie mentioned what happens between the white lines, which is one thing. But if you get a lad who's disillusioned, he gets no hurling, he drifts away from the club. There's a potential mentor, you know, a lot of ticket buyer, uh, club support, or potentially gone. I know they don't all walk away, around, but you want to keep people in your club, and we, we all we all want to hurl for as long as we can, you know, and and beyond the pitch. And then slip back into the background to do different roles. But I think you need to give opportunity to as many players to play for as long as they can and as many players to play whatever grade as, as long as they can. But look, I suppose, look, in fairness to Michael, look, uh, and to, to St Mullins, fielding three teams is fair going at the best of times. And, and in fairness to Michael, in fairness to them, if they are in bother with their third team this year, I mean, this is the first team, first time, you know, in a long time that that has happened. Of, They've been very good. I mean, I know they've played lads before. One particular year, junior, we played them. They were dragging lads in from everywhere. They do anything out in the club there to field. You know, uh, if it is just literally a personnel issue, it's just, you know, I suppose it's just the year that it is, you know, and it happened St. Mullins last year, uh, but they bounced this, back this year with, you know, their ability to field uh, three three teams again. So, look, take it for what it is. Um, I suppose the PAL situation might be a little bit different. Maybe a day coming to a stage maybe where you know, do they have to look at saying, well, look, do we give this a real go? Uh, you know, do we look at something with underage do, or do we do we kind of, you know, let things peter out for our adult players at the minute and, and then kind of end it and allow any of our players to play in with Carlo Town and try to get one club over that side? I suppose that's something for them to, to think. You know, they wouldn't like... Uh, do, there's some very good hurling men in the club who put a lot of time and effort into it and they wouldn't obviously want to lose that. And, and nor should they, but I suppose there comes a time maybe where you have to to reevaluate where where things are at in a club and and to see what the best option is going forward. Yeah, they were in the junior final last year, and yeah. their manager is a hurling man. Their senior football yeah. manager is a hurling man. Um, so I don't know. I let her roar over the wall. John Kenny is literally living right beside me. I'll just let her roar in <laughs> over the wall. And see, hey John, what, what's the story out there, lad? Um, yeah. Have to look again. Yeah. Again, there might um, be there might be down lads as well. You know, with, with lads gone away. You know, it's just you know, and it's always difficult with them. It's the second code over there, very much so. So look, in fairness to them, like you said, they've been in junior finals. They've you know just it's that second year syndrome. Some sometimes for them is is difficult. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, sure. Look, we'll ho- hopefully anyway. We we have games fulfilled. Yep. Um If they're not, I think it's a fair eye opener for next year that something has to change anyway. Maybe maybe they listen to your suggestion yet, Joe. Uh, I'm moving on to the Camogie here. So that was a fantastic win for Carlo over Leash uh, at the weekend, two twelve to one twelve. Um, their performances, in fairness, like some people have been critical enough. I think of of Carlo, which was kind of unfair considering there's a a vast difference in personnel. And if you go back to the results, yes, there's been a beating or two, but they've been they were competitive against Kerry. Um, they weren't absolutely hammered to death ranting against Westmead. They bet Leash. Leash are a decent Camogie team. Always were and always will be. So um, they're out again, I think, this weekend. Uh, is it this weekend? No, it's not this weekend. My apologies. 2nd of July is down for uh, away to Dublin. So hopefully they can continue uh, the run of form and, and get another victory under the belt there. 
Uh, another team that's um, worthy, well worthy of a shout out and moving very, very well is the, the ladies football team. They're playing at half 12 on Sunday against London in Netwatch Cullen Park, which is great to see. I think the Camogie team were actually letting Netwatch Cullen Park to train as well recently, which is yeah, also fantastic. And we shouldn't be saying this like it's a big surprise. Where possible, this should kind of happen. Um, so fair play. Uh, good to see them getting in there. Um, but the, the ladies football, they're after getting some really good results as well. Uh, we are hoping to have people on from both Camogie's... Uh, the Camogie setup and the, the ladies' football setup there as well, and uh, we'll be watching their progress. Yeah, Kevin, the ladies', the ladies football, they're playing the in Leinster Intermediate Championship there. They would have took a few, I wouldn't say hammerings, they, they played Wexford and Kildare, I think. Um, but say them games, the standard they brought them up to, or after helping them in the two games against Fermanagh and Derry, like I've seen the highlights of the Derry game there now, and just were flying it, you know. So, and uh, the Camogie. It was a couple of the league games there to play Armagh and Dublin over in Fenna. And for a lot of the games, they were very, very good. I know they hadn't got Eleanor Tracy in either of them games, I don't think. Um, they've been crippled with injuries as well. Moreira Shea's out. Quiva Cody could be injured as well. Quiva Jordan's probably going to come back as well. So the small panel and their, their I suppose both teams have, have both panels are small panels. And they're, I don't know, there's maybe one or two maybe. Between the two, I think Rachel could be only in the one. Keeva Collins could be in both, and maybe there's, there's more. But um, it's good to see that they're, the two were going, you know, that they win last Saturday against Leash. That was the one that would have been earmarking the, to, to win. And I said, brilliant, that was in that, uh, in Netwatch Cullen Park as well, you know. So, and, and mm-hmm. the, the match, the Horde of Plants under London. London had a played London in there last year in a freaking absolute downpour of a day and London had one very good player I can't remember her name she played with Dublin and she was she was the difference on the day and what I'd say that day was a kind of a game of two halves and it's a it's a different carol this year same personnel but it's a different confidence wise and, and uh, performance wise too so hopefully the hover line in that yeah big time so we're at the AOB section of uh, the episode and um, I actually I kind of I want to talk about the referee thing as well because it's something that I said to you guys on Saturday uh, in uh, that was Cullen Park. It was fairly funny actually at halftime. <laughs> Joe had the phone out. We we're watching a bit of Wexford and Clare, but um, just in general, something we want to talk about Paul Dwyer and, and fair fair play to the lads and all the referees on inter county levels. But I was watching uh, I was watching the live coverage on on Saturday, and something that just strikes me the whole time is when a referee we'll say, from a so-called Weaker County or someone that's not basically in the same league as a Brian Gavin was or a Pat McEnany was. Just the conversation, whether it's good or bad, right? Regardless, regardless whether it's good or bad, but the conversation of the referee seems to come up, I don't know whether it's subconsciously or whatever, but it comes up more, I find, in commentary. Do you agree or disagree, lads? Well, John Keenan was, was lauded for letting the Munster final go and then... Behind the scenes, we'll probably slay it for missing three potential sending offs. And then the CCC, when he sees you wanting to it, <laughs> they knock back the, the three proposed suspensions on a technicality. And now they're saying yesterday the technicality wasn't a technicality at all. Um, definitely, I, I agree because John Keane sticks out in my mind because he refereed one against the range game, the one the club. Uh, club Leinster belong to Kenny today. 
And uh, you're looking out to see, right, who's refereeing the All-Ireland final or, you know, it's down to six or seven lads, whoever it is. Uh, that's the list of what potential. And you kind of read, Brian Gavin is a column there in the examiner one of them on Monday. And he, no, he calls it as he says it. He says, like, Paul should have done better or should have done, done great or whatever, or column lines, whatever it is. And no, he calls it as he says it, but he's calling it from, he's been there from a, Refereeing point of view, now I I try and stop looking at the analysis of the games because you kind of get pigeonholed into thinking then or just it could be right then, uh, like the tackle the other day with Bork and Shams Harnady. I I didn't see it on the day. I was coming back from a match and I heard, I heard on the radio on like the boys on radio calling it either side it could have been spot on was it high. Looks at that part of the side in the, in the split second, and I would agree with you that there's definitely. If you haven't a Wexford or a, a, a Cork uh, in brackets beside your name, there's definitely more scrutiny. I would, I would I definitely agree with that. I think it's just, I'm not even looking at it, I don't even look at the analysis now if I can because it's just, they're, they're going over and back. They're, they're looking for they're looking for things, and, and they could, I can't understand why they have neutral lads on, on if there's games with Claire and Tipperary or someone. Don't have lads from Claire and Tipperary or Limerick, Shane Downs on. It's putting them in an awkward position as well. And not the Sunday game, we're not discussing that, but. It does feed into the Monday morning, uh, the papers or whoever, and then they get catch hold of it. And here's three post suspensions. And not saying they should or they shouldn't have been suspensions. They weren't seen on the day. Um, does that mean you're you're clear to go? Because if you know, I know some county boards will try to they'll try to the, the money I had and that'll be deferred and that'll be the end of it. You know, it's right. just you're you're the referees of a short space of time to be at the top, and that's what you're hoping that. They get fair play, no matter what country from. Yeah, so when they replay uh, Valen Killen, I won't have either two you on. That's what you're saying. That <laughs> <laughs> Neutral point. Beyond biased. Uh, just yeah. I, I, I agree, Kevin, with you about sometimes there is that, you know, that, like we said, that, uh, that by it's like sometimes on the other side, they always talk about referees and, and big teams getting big, uh, big teams getting big decisions on, on big days against the Minnows, you know, because it's sometimes in the referee's head that um you know that the big team can't lose and i think sometimes like we said on the analysis uh you know it's a, sometimes can be a default thing for uh for pundits to look at to look at you know referees in a different light depending on their county but i think pod pod's a fine referee and i'm very hopeful either this year or the next year or two or whatever that he gets an all in final because he deserves it for for the works put in um, joe, and just joe joe actually you you I, I know a very prominent former intercounty player said that when he was playing that referees at club or county level are refereeing two teams a different way because yeah. they have, in a nutshell what you said there now they're going out thinking such teams they're going to win this be 10 points mm. and some of the decisions are 40 60 or 60 40 they have to get it well it's, so, it's kind of a default it's not conscious yeah. it's not conscious no, it's no, not no, a conscious no, decision no. it's just no. you know um but look uh look I, I, by the way, just to compliment our referees the weekend, saw the two senior games. Top, uh, I know it's, it's easy for me to compliment Brian Dearon after <laughs> after we win. And, um, but I thought he did a good job. Um, we, even though he disallowed a square ball for us and a, and a line ball, not that he, he disallowed it, was a square ball, I thought. But he, you know, going in, consulted the umpires. Uh, there was a, a point Mark Foley kind of went, you know. They, they weren't sure and he went to the umpire or the linesman had his flag up billy fanning in fairness to him 
Brian went over and discussed it, went into his two umpires, and he signaled quite clearly that it, the, the umpires felt the ball went over over the top of the post, so therefore it wasn't a score. And I thought it was a very good referee, and he was very good, you know. And as well, I thought Johnny Murphy, like you said, was very sensible on Sunday. So we have a lot of good referees. We know we're maybe this weekend we're, we were down a couple of referees, obviously Pod's commitments, and we said there a couple of hickeys out and, you know, other different things going on. And uh, But the standard refereeing, for the games that I saw the weekend was excellent and uh, hats off to the hats off to the lads it's a difficult job and, and they did it very well our official of the weekend was Brendan Lee and Ballinkillen chairman <laughs> <laughs> was he doing linesman no, yeah. no was no. he not no I thought I thought, well, I thought he was doing uh, maybe well there was a, a young Michel lad doing it at one stage and I think Brendan was saying the referee at one stage there as well I think he was giving all right him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, in fairness, know. we know. Yeah, no, no, they did a good job. In fairness, some officials were good at the weekend now. Yeah, yeah. fair play. Well done, lads. Uh, last but not least, Joe, you want to give a shout out to the Burn Rangers Miners? Yeah, just a big thing there. I just know something on Facebook there that significant. They put up a post there that they were, whatever, they're 2007 or 2009, I can't remember what year they were formed, and that this week they were going down to hurl. Ballyhale Shamrocks, you know, which is a huge in the Kane League in the Minor A. Um, or Rainier, whatever it is, the league, and um, they gave him a, a bit of a thumping down there. Um, as in Burn Rangers gave him a bit of a thumping, so a significant moment for their club. Um, you know, I know a lot of our own clubs have been going down there for years at on you know at adult level and for also maybe juvenile level the last couple of years, but I suppose a significant moment in, in the life of their club. And uh, you know, we talked about talked about hurling going forward in the county and, and where where. You know, you know where it needs to grow and develop, and that's just a real success story. So that's class. Well, that's what that is. Yeah, well yeah. done to him. Yeah, big win. But they've a fine bunch of lads there. So you know, they're they're a uh, set team on the up. So look, it's just just nice to note that that uh, that they had a good victory down there. Yes, indeed. Well, listen, my thanks as always, lads. Much appreciated. Looking forward to doing it all again next week, and uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for joining us, Joe and Stevie. All right. There we go. So uh, just before we go, again, a shout out to our sponsors, Cork and Precast. Thanks, DB Recovery, Craig Carney Web Design, Balloons and Sweet Treats, uh, Brendan Cavanagh Kitchens and Bridge Nolan Physiotherapy. I think all of those have Instagram pages. I'm nearly certain they all do. Uh, they're very prominent on, on social media anyway. So that's where uh, you'll get them. That's the way of the world now, lads. Uh, you don't really... I know you can ring these lads and you can email them, but uh, Instagram seems to be where it's at for sale. So that's where you can check them all out. Thanks to uh, our sponsors. Thanks to you listeners and the viewers and as you said looking forward to doing it all again next week until then take care